Satan is a strategic type of opponent. Yes. He takes his time. He knows his time is limited, which is why every single movement matters to him. Yes, because he ain't, he ain't got much more, more time on the clock. So he's trying to steal as much glory and praise uh -huh. uh, from, God. from God as possible, as effective as possible. What's going on? It's your boy Coley Cole and Elijah Winston. And this is the Impact Podcast, where we inspire and motivate using practical and Christ-like techniques. Yes, sir. We are now in college. Now we start season two dorm edition, you know. We just trying to give that godly wisdom from the college perspective so that we can help y'all out. So, as always, make sure you sit back, relax, maybe even grab some snacks. And enjoy the podcast. Facts. Because we were feeding our spirit, we weren't feeding our flesh as much. Yeah, and our time was not idle. Yeah, yeah. we were doing stuff with the word. Um, so it leaded to prospering and operating in His will and in His word. So we were doing great. Yeah, you feel me? Yeah. And the Bible says, I think it's Galatians five and sixteen, where it says, um, "So if you walk by the Spirit, you will not gratify the desires of the fleshly nature." Like, so the Bible is literally telling you, like. Like in you prioritizing God yeah. and in you actually putting him at the forefront, not just like you said on Wednesday and Sundays, yep. but as a daily routine for both of you guys' lives, yes. um, individually and together, then that's when you will not satisfy the desires of your flesh, mm -hmm. you know, because yep. it's, um, it's easy to do that without God, like you said, yep. because that's our nature. Mm -hmm. Um I was having a conversation literally last night and I started to realize like the way me and my girl came together, it was, it was not me necessarily, but it was the God in me that she was attracted to because I live my life through the Holy spirit. That's good. So she was attracted to the godly ways in which I operated. Yep. When I looked at her, I was attracted to the godliness that she walked in yep. and the light that she attracted. And so, Again, the Holy Spirit inside of us is what we were even attracted to in the first place. Mm. She's not a she's not attracted to my flesh because mm -hmm. that's that's crazy. Yeah, because my flesh my flesh cuckoo for cocoa puffs, bro. Right? <laughs> she's not attracted to my fleshly nature. She's attracted to the God that's inside me. And every day I wake up, I try to walk the way God wants me to walk. Good. And that's why our relationship thrives. And so, if we take the Holy Spirit out of the equation and stop walking by the Spirit. There's no, like, okay, only thing I'm really attracted to at this point is her body. Yep. You feel what I'm saying? And that's not even godly. Nope. So, like, that's why, like you said, it's a priority to um, make sure we're both putting God in the center and walking the way he, he's called us to. Yep. Um, I did want to establish something because I know a lot of people can get it confused about this. So I do want to say um, when we say, like, we fall, we mean, like, we, me and Elijah both um, are not going to have sex until marriage. Correct. And um, most people are like, well, you know, why not like have sex before marriage? Or um, or if we're not having sex, why not do other stuff that's not as potent as sex? Good. Well, um, the way that I know it to be, um, and I, I know Elijah would agree, is um, God... God has created humans as sexual beings. Yep. So we are naturally attracted to women, you know what I'm saying, and stuff like that. And um, 
so in the context of our romantic relationship, um, God has ordained um, both of us to enjoy sex, not only that, but um, enjoy it with the person that we are going to get married to. And the marriage is because um, the marriage covenant, it says, till death do us part. So there is a safety that is inside of marriage that you don't get outside of marriage, mm. right? And so if you were, and I'm not dissing anybody that would have had it, but um, having sex outside of marriage and then breaking it off with that person and then going into another relationship with another person um, and eventually maybe having sex with them, that creates a soul tie because um, back in the Old Testament, they had sex and that was their marriage. Correct. So that is the um, becoming one. Like, you know, the Bible says like, a man leaves his mother and father and becomes one. Yep. And so, like, when you have sex, you become one with somebody. Yep. And so, um, for me and Elijah, we're going to become one with the person that we spend the rest of our lives with so that we don't break it off. Yep. And to ensure that, um, first off, um, put God in how we choose who we spend uh, the rest of our lives with. Good. Put Ask God and petition God, Lord, Send me the person that you have for me, mm. not the person that I like. Send me the person that um, glorifies you, not glorifies my desires, yep. right? And then on top of that, waiting until marriage to have sex with that person. Yep. Because marriage says, um, was sickness and health and all the things, all that stuff, <laughs> till death do us part. So until one of us dies, we will be the only people that we share that intimate relationship with yep. and so um a lot of people i guess it's tough for them to wrap their heads around waiting until marriage um especially if you've had sex before and have given yep. your life to christ and stuff like that but that's the reason because god wants god wants you to be able to enjoy that fully in the safety of it of marriage trying to have sex outside of marriage is just not it's just not on nothing. Like even getting close to it, it don't hit on nothing, bro. Um, just because God doesn't have his hand behind it. And so when you're trying to satisfy your flesh or be selfish and like, oh, trying to do stuff or whatever, it's nah, you just gonna feel bad. Yeah. And the enemy's gonna make you feel shame. Yep. And all of that stuff. It's not worth it. Long term it's not worth it. Of it's course not. it's just like a drug. You'll get that quick hit. But then you're going to feel that withdrawal, yep. all the side effects, all that crap that's not feeding your spirit but feeding your flesh. And we're supposed to feed our spirit. Um, and it does not please God, simply. And if you want a God-centered relationship, how can you have a Christ-centered relationship if you ain't pleasing God? Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, with y'all's relationship or being a light and an example to other people on how a relationship should be, if you guys are doing things left and right, that's not pleasing to God. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I got a question. Sorry. Do you have a thought? Um, I can say it after your question. Go ahead. You sure? Yeah. Is it short? Yeah. Okay, but um, my question is, because this is what a lot of people have told, actually both of us, you and I, and I just want to get your rationale for some of the people in the uh, in the audience who most likely have this question um, or has been asked this question. So what about people who say, you know, um, test the car before you buy it? Ah, uh, well, that, that goes back to my original, that goes back to my original point. When you test a car before you buy it, you're trusting in your own senses and your own thought processes of how this car feels and how this car looks and all of that stuff. But 
let's say God is the mechanic. And so God is the one who actually knows more about the car than you do. But because you test drive it and you think it feels a certain way, you don't know that your engine about to kaput. And that you're going to be driving on the road and your car going to go out because you tested it by your criteria rather than asking the mechanic, bro, what you think about this? And if you were to ask the mechanic, he would have been like, hey, nah, don't do that. That's hard. That, That ain't for you. I know it looked good on the outside. Ooh. I know it got the candy red paint on it. I know it. I know it's a. I know it go fast, but it's gonna go fast for a short amount of time, <laughs> and then it's gonna break down. And then you gonna have to pay so much money, mm. and you're gonna have to spend so much time Talk trying to fix up a car that you shouldn't even got in the first place. Mm. That's good. That was a good analogy. That was. So so when we and that's why in one of my prayers before I, I got a girlfriend was, Lord, send me the girl that that you want me to have, not the one I want me to have, because then I'm basing it off of my own criteria rather than seeing God who pleases you the most to be in relationship with me like that. Good. You feel what I'm saying? Good. And so when we pray to God, that is us trusting him enough that he tests the car before we buy it. And if he approves and says go forth, then that's when we go forth, because. Mm-hmm. The Bible says um, his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Um, His ways are higher than our ways. Mm -hmm. And so if we're trying to do it on our own, it's going to be lower than if we were to let God do it and his thoughts are higher. You feel what I'm saying? And to run off with that car analogy, um, a lot of what we do (laughs) is focus on how fast the car goes, i.e., how good they are concerning with intimacy, da 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 da, yep. and not focusing on the little things that make that car good longevity wise. Yeah, as in translating that to relationship, will make some wife material. Yeah, like a lady is more is more is more than how she is in bed. Yes, or yes. how she pleases you, or how she looks. All that, and you that know what I'm those do play a part. The specifically the looks thing, mm-hmm. but that is not what you should base it off should not be the major criteria and it isn't Um, it shouldn't be what people do is they look at the outer like the you know the shade of the car the color of the car yeah uh then uh, actually looking at the inner Mm. which is the engine which runs the whole car yeah that would mean the lady's heart yeah the lady's mindset the lady's spirit yes they don't check that they just check oh this car faster than the mother this look good yeah them um mph you know the miles per hour is gas man yeah. Um, but they, they don't check how the gas mileage is. Wow. You know? Yep. About six miles to the gallon, boy. Man. Spending all that money. Brother. So Yeah, uh, bro. That, so that's a that's one of those us as Christians and us as people, that would just help people in general. If we didn't just look to the surface, we properly courted, properly yes. used the courting phase and didn't rush into stuff. Yeah. Uh, and into a relationship, probably courted who we're talking to. Yes. So we actually get with the person that is that is best for us and best for God's will. Yeah. Uh, and that takes time to figure out. It does. It does. Time is the best medicine, bro. You can't find that out in two weeks, three weeks. You feel me? And if you get, if you have sex early, oh, that that construes the whole thing. Oh yeah, your eyes, you can't even see clearly anymore. Man. To see if this is someone who actually walks in the fruits of the spirit, you you ain't worried about the fruits of the spirit. You worry about the fruits of them flesh. Yeah. <laughs> you worry you worry about some different stuff, but <laughs> so so that clouds your judgment. Yep. And then 
it clouds your relationship with God because you and God were right here, but now you just put lust in the middle. Yep. And now your connection has to go through. Like when we're trying to Bluetooth something, if there is a, if I have a phone and the wall and a speaker, and so I'm trying to connect the phone to the speaker, but there's a wall in the middle. In mm-hmm. order to heighten my connection, I need to walk closer to the speaker and remove the obstruction of the wall. Yep. And so when we try and, God, who is this for me? Lord, um, please like show me the girl I need to be with. Yep. But then we have sex. Now there's lust in the middle. So now even if God does say something, it's filtered through lust. Ooh. So you, 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 you are, you're not even hearing God's voice the way you need to. Mm. Because now you're thinking about, well, Lord, you know, we didn't have sex and Lord, we almost might have a kid like all of this stuff that that's hard. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so you're not even able to truly discern the young lady. Mm-hmm. That's that's good, bro. And once again, since lust is of the flesh and Satan operates in our flesh, like with that example of the wall, you got God here. You got you and you got that wall. Yeah. But <laughs> either Satan was the one that helped you build that wall uh, or you built it for yourself. Yeah. Um and Satan, he's the one since God can't be around sin. Yeah. But Satan mm. can <laughs> Satan know how to get through that uh, wall. And once again, you can't hear God as well, but Satan right yeah, here, you're already familiar with that wall. Wow. So it's a lot easier unless you tap into other people around you that are rooted. Yeah. Or um, you start tapping into moving around that wall yourself. Once yeah. again, Satan can't force you to do nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that wall, you stand on the other side of that wall, that's, that wall is comfortable. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Staying inside. Yeah. And it is. And then once now that wall's that, now that, now since that wall has been built, it's a lot harder to then get out of that comfort zone. Yes. Because it feels so good. Yes. Yes. And the enemy the enemy makes you comfortable and empty. Mm. But the Lord will make you uncomfortable and full. So so let me elaborate. The Lord, like what God will do is you you may have to sacrifice. Say like, oh, you have to leave her room earlier or something like that's yeah. actually what I've experienced. So let me just use that. Good. Um, you have to leave her room earlier, and so me staying in her room is my comfort zone. And I'm like, oh, I just want to stay. I just want to stay later, Lord. I just want to spend more time with her. Like, you know, we're not trying to do nothing. We're not trying to blah blah blah. Yep. But as as soon as the enemy gets a foot in that door, he swing that thing open, boy. Boom. Oh no, I ain't gonna say that. But um, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yep, go ahead, do that. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, my bad. <laughs> Bro, ain't no way, gang. My bad. I just couldn't say it on the topic. Um, but uh. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. Ain't no way, boy. My bad. Boy, ain't no way, boy. <laughs> no way, boy. Ain't no way, boy. <laughs> well, boom. Okay. Um, <clears throat> um, once the enemy gets a foot in the door, he opens it wide, right? And with a quickness. With the quickness, right? And so in your comfortability, you think you're good. Oh, well, we're just da da da. Oh, I'm just sleeping over. Satan's an opportunist. Oh, uh, no. Nah, he'll take that, and and eventually, y'all done almost had sex. And then it's like, dang. Back to the drawing board. <laughs> Man. 
Because we ain't about to, you feel what I'm saying? Yep. Ain't about to have sex before marriage. So back to the drawing board. So um, what the enemy will do is he'll make you feel comfortable yep. and he'll bait you with comfort. Yep. And when he baits you with comfort, you get closer and closer to the line of sin yep. because you're still comfortable. Mm. You get closer until you and he want and he trying to get you to cross that thing. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? Um, so that's why he has you going closer and closer to the line of sin, baiting you with comfort. And that is why. Back up. He baits you with comfort because it's natural to you. Mm hmm. It's your flesh. So the enemy has no power. He only plays off the weakness of our flesh. Mm. Right. So our flesh naturally wants to have sex. If the enemy's not going to tempt me with crack cocaine because I've never had crack cocaine, nor do I desire. That's so good. if the enemy at my door talking about some, hey, man, you trying to trying to get a sniff, bud. And you're like, what the frick? Man, get out, bro. He but, studies his, he studies uh, his prey. Yes. He studies what they like, what they want, what they desire. Mm -hmm. So he's not going to study... <laughs> He's not going to study someone who has never done drugs before, but someone who really likes sexual intimacy. Yeah. He's not going to tempt them with crack. Yeah. He's going to tempt them with sexual intimacy. Exactly. <laughs> what the, that's natural strategy one-on-one. You ain't going to, what the break? Like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you ain't going to tempt someone who, <laughs> you ain't going to tempt someone who loves sugar with meat. Yeah. Yeah. When gluttony is one of the seven deadly sins, you feel me? Yeah. You're going to tempt them with something they like yeah. versus someone who really likes to eat different types of meat. This is sounding a little <laughs> when I talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Poultry, you know, turkey, chicken. Specific types of ham. Uh, specific type of steak. You're, he's not gonna <laughs> hey, tempt you with sugar. You feel me? Yeah, that's good. That's good. It's gonna make you sin and um, feeding into the sin. No pun intended. Yeah. Uh, feeding into the sin of gluttony. You feel me? So yeah. Satan is a Satan is a strategic type of opponent. Yes. He takes his time. He does, and he knows he has. He, he sorry. He knows his time is limited, which is why every single movement matters to him. Yes. Cause he ain't, he ain't got much more more time on the clock. So he's trying to get at, he's trying to steal as much glory and praise uh -huh. uh, from God from God as possible as effective as possible. Yes, and still he's trying to steal souls. Good from Christ. Good. Like when you play in a basketball game, if you got um, twenty minutes on the clock, you probably ain't gonna see nobody do no half court shot. Mm. But if they grab the ball and they got five seconds on the clock, yep, and they all the way on this side, they gotta shoot on this side. They might throw that thing. Wow. Yep. Trying to get a score before the time runs out, and That's so good. same thing with the enemy. That's He's good. working his hardest, yeah, to get you to to get out, so he can score as many points as he can before he's um, sent to eternal damnation yep. in the in the lake of what is it, fire and sulfur, something like that. Oh um, but like he's trying to do as much as he can before his times runs out. Yeah. So, like I said, the enemy will bait you with comfortability, but what the Lord will do, or what the enemy does, is when you're comfortable. He'll he'll continually like a parasite. Mm. He'll take from you. He will. Cause cause sin steals more than you want it to. Yep. The enemy tempts you with oh this desire, but then he takes way more, mm -hmm. and then you feel empty afterwards. Way because, more than advertised. Yep. <laughs> uh, what we're talking about um, over promise under deliver. Man, that's what the enemy does. Man, he'll tell you it's all this, and then he under delivers and steals something from you, <laughs> and you be like, dang. But you're still comfortable. Mm. So then you continue to walk in it, right? Yeah. But what the Lord will do is he'll say, leave it, leave two hours early, leave at 10 o'clock instead of 12 p.m. You say, Lord, but that's just going to make me uncomfortable and I don't want to do that. But 
Leave at 10 p.m. Okay. You leave and and you'll feel full the next day. Mm-hmm. You'll feel so satisfied that your relationship is kept godly because you are putting the disciplines in place to make sure it stays that way. Mm-hmm. So what the Lord will do is he'll make you feel a little bit of uncomfortability at the front end, yep. but that's only because he is trying to plant seeds so that your relationship flourishes and the fruit looks good. That's good. Right? And so the Lord is not thinking about a temporary pleasure moment. The Lord is thinking about 40, 50 years down the line if that's his will. Yeah. And so he's like, I'm going to need you to do something now so that you can get to the vision that and the plan that I already have for you guys 50 years down the line when yep. you guys are doing ministry um, in a different way. And the enemy also sees 50 years down the line. That's Man. why he's trying to kill it now. Exactly. You feel what I'm saying? Satan tried to kill Jesus yeah. when he was born. Yes. Because he saw his potential. Yeah. His promise. Killed all them babies or something like that. Once again, yeah, killed all, yeah, killed all, tried to kill all the babies. Yeah. Real talk. Um, uh, was it all, all the babies that are under a year old or something like that? Yeah, it was like under a year, two years old. Young babies. babies. Yeah. For, Really early born babies, you feel me? And yeah. right. and no, but they kill all of him just looking for Jesus. Like that's how you see how ruthless and not fair Satan is. Uh, like he will stop at nothing, nothing. He don't care. to ruin your promise. Yeah. To ruin your potential. Yeah. He will hurt other people around you to ruin your potential. For example, that be the partner you're with. Mm. If you got promise on your life, <laughs> if you got promise on your life, and he knows that, and he knows that your the uh, needle in your side is sexual uh, temptation, mm. he will use sexual temptation through your partner. Not to say that your partner's possessed. No, yeah, no, no, no. But he will use people around you um, to try and get to you. Yeah, yeah. Which then now. Since now you guys fall, both of y'all feel conviction. Yes. So both of y'all hurt yep. to get to you. Yeah. You feel me? And that's the same way in the story of Job. Yeah. When his wife was like, curse God and die, he was like, <laughs> you sound crazy. Foolish. Man. What are you talking what? about? Where are we at right now? Did you just tell me? They curse had, my God? Oh, what? They done had all them kids, all that time they spent together. That whole godly relationship, Job was on his his P's and Q's. Mm. I don't know how it happened, but I know from the beginning of that story that God allowed Satan to use different things around Job yep. to try and get Job to fall. Mm-hmm. And his wife was one of them. And so it speaks to men and women who are in relationships, not just you guys seeking God together, but also each of you having a personal relationship. Yes. Because there may be one day where um, your significant other is not on their A game. And so you got either two things. You can continue to lead them in their flesh or you can pull them out and say, hey, you need to start walking in the spirit. Mm-hmm. You need to start actually doing what God needs you to do mm-hmm. and living the way he calls you to do. That doesn't mean you're a bad person, nope. but this is a wake-up call. And that, that, isn't, that is how a God-centered relationship is supposed to operate with. <laughs>